Hey guys, thanks for joining me today and welcome back to another episode of Over the Neon Rainbow. I'm your host, Anna Yvette, and in this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the do's and don'ts of submitting your music to labels. I've got some tips and tricks in here, and we're also going to cover how to pitch to playlists. So let's get it started. If you've reached the point where you're ready to submit your song to a label, congratulations. It takes so much time and energy and love to create a piece of music that you are truly proud of and believe in. So congratulations to you. Seriously, this is a huge, huge, huge accomplishment. And always remember, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Um, Wayne Gretzky said that, the greatest hockey player of all time, don't at me. Um, <laughs> but I always think of that quote whenever I doubt myself or my work, like, hey, I will definitely miss out on this opportunity if I don't at least go for it and try. And I always try to remember that there's no such thing as failure. Even if you get rejected, there's always a lesson to be learned in each failure so that you can learn, you can grow. And potentially have success for the next time you try or the next time you try or the next time. So you really only fail if you give up. So just don't give up. So here are two things that you absolutely must do before you even think about submitting your song to a label. First, if you've collaborated with anyone on your song, a singer, another producer, make sure that you have all of your splits worked out in advance. You definitely don't want to have a release get stopped in its tracks because you didn't discuss internally what the splits are going to be and what the credits and the titles are going to be. Um, I've seen it happen so many times. It's really unfortunate when it does happen. So really make sure that you just discuss it and you all agree, get all your ducks in a row, and then you cover all of your asses and sign a split sheet or at least put the splits in an email before you even start shopping to labels. And this way everyone can feel good about it and you don't have to have any, like, you know, any worry in your head. Like, because sometimes people get funny, like you'll go and get a track signed and all of a sudden someone wants more of a percentage or, you know, you, you just don't want to put yourself in a bad position. So splits, get them taken care of. You don't have to worry. So the second thing before you submit is to make sure that your track is complete especially if this is your first time submitting to a label, make sure the song is mixed, make sure you got it mastered. Even if it's like, you know, you're, you hire like a friend of yours to master that, you know, does it professionally, or if you just do a good like self-master, um, because only sometimes will a label offer mastering services to you, which of course is recoupable, meaning that you have to pay for it. Either, you know, it gets taken out of your royalties or, you know, whatever. So, um, you're better off really just getting it done yourself or, 
going with a company that you really trust and love for your master. So for example, I love Wired Masters based out of the UK. They do a phenomenal job and I always use them and they they have a really good client list, I'd say. Just go check out their website. It's um, wiredmasters.co.uk. I don't get paid to say that, but you can let them know that I sent you their way. Maybe, maybe they'll give me a discount. Probably not. Honestly, their prices are really reasonable too. And they're very honest because you have to remember that a great master is not going to fix a shitty mix. So before you even think about submitting your track to be mastered, if that's something you want to do, or before you submit it to a label, make sure you do your due diligence. And don't forget to test your song out on every single type of sound system you can, like your car, your friend's car, and make sure you don't forget to test your song on laptop speakers, your phone speaker, and your iPod headphones, because unfortunately, that's how most people listen to music today. And I can't tell you how many A&Rs I've literally watched pull up tracks straight up laptop style or just like using their earbuds, like one earbud. And you're like, oh my God, I spend so much time panning that. Why? Why? So always think about that when you're mixing. Some of the greatest mix engineers just A-B on the shittiest speakers I've ever freaking seen because if you can make a mix bang on shitty speakers and then also on like amazing speakers, you did your job. Also, something to really, really think about. You only get one chance to make a first impression. So make sure that you're putting your best foot forward, your best music forward. You want to present a song that's as close to complete as possible. A&Rs are listening to music all day long. And you only have about five seconds to really catch their attention. So you better make it good. Um, All right. So now let's move on to cold emailing. If you're lucky enough to get a direct email to an A&R at a label, I find this is usually the most effective way to build a working relationship with them. So being polite and not abusing their email is super important. Always important to be respectful. I realize not everyone's going to get a direct email, so I'll go over the other ways to submit to labels later, but let's just start here for now. So you've got the email address for an A&R at a label you think your song would be perfect on. I always think it's best to be polite, grateful, and to the point when you're writing an email to somebody, especially someone you've never spoken with before. Nobody wants to read an essay. So don't write one. Be very to the point. So you would start off the email like this, like, hey, insert the person's name. How are you? I hope this email finds you well. Give a compliment about the label, for example, like, I really love your label and everything you do for your artists. And I think my track would be a great addition. Then go into one to two sentences max describing yourself, who you are as an artist, and some of your major accolades so far. But make sure that these are things that align with the label's interests or the artists that are already on that label. Then include a streamable link to your song. Very important. Do not, I repeat, do not put a file attachment. Typically, if you put a file attached in an email, it'll get filtered to the trash without them even seeing it. And also nobody wants to take up all that space in their hard drive, like downloading songs. Like I don't want to do it. So, so streamable links only, SoundCloud or Dropbox. I'd actually really suggest using SoundCloud because you can see if they've listened and how many times. And then round off the email by thanking them for their time and that you look forward to hearing from them soon. So for example, and this is a totally hypothetical example of an email that I would write from the perspective of someone who hasn't had any label releases yet. Let's say I'm submitting to Gemstone, which is a new imprint under Hardball's label. And they do a lot of like electropop and future house. And the head of A&R is Sebastian. And let's also pretend that I've never spoken to him before and just making this email like 
you know, this is completely pretend so that you'll know like what to include or how this emails like should go. So this is, this is how I would start off. I'd say, Hey, Sebastian, how are you? I hope this email finds you well. My name is Anna Yvette. I'm an artist, producer, singer based out of New York. I've been independently releasing music for three years and have over half a million Spotify listeners. I've received support from Charming Horses and Rich Edwards. They've played my song, blah, blah, blah. And they're set at Tomorrowland. I've always been such a huge fan of Revealed and Hardball, and I'm really inspired by the direction of the new Gemstone imprint. I've just finished up a new electro pop song that I think would fit well. Then you insert streaming link to your song and then say, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to hearing from you. Sincerely, Anna Yvette. And then in the end, make sure that your email signature are links to all of your website, like to your website and your socials. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Spotify, anything that's pertinent that you want them to see. And that's it. That's the email. So now notice how short that email was, but I hit key aspects. I was polite. I asked how he was. I introduced myself. I gave a short description because honestly, you want the track to speak for itself. And if someone is interested in you, they will definitely Google you. (laughs) I also mentioned that I've received support from artists that they work with, Charming Horses and Rich Edwards, by saying they played my songs at Tomorrowland. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) So you really want to include any information that lets the label know that people already know who you are, you already have a fan base, and people already are supporting you is really great. Now, cosigns are always nice, but they're not necessary. And I know like you're not going to really have that many when you're first starting out, but they do help. The other thing I can say that is so important is do not lie about support. Only say that someone supports your track if they've actually supported it. And paying for a SoundCloud repost by a big artist does not count, just FYI. Um, And by support, I mean they've played your song live in their sets or a radio show. Not if they saw your Snapchat or Insta story for 10 seconds where you were working on a clip of your track. Like that, that's not support. So please don't lie about it. We know when you lie about it. I can't stress that enough. It just makes you look weird. Okay, so then moving on in the email, I popped them uh, my song link. I thank them for taking the time and that I look forward to hearing from them. So just, you know, putting, putting that vibe out there, like I look forward to hearing from you. Yeah. So now one of three things can happen. The A&R responds and says they love the track. They want to sign it. Boom. Great. Easy peasy contracts. Yay. Yay. Let's hope for that one. The second thing that can happen, the A&R responds says he loves the track, but they want changes. So as long as it's not compromising your artistic integrity, I don't think that it hurts to at least try the changes. I know it's easy to have demoitis and get like married to the original version of a track. But if this is your first label release, just keep in mind that constructive criticism helps you grow as an artist. So stay positive and excited about the notes and be grateful that they even want to give you feedback. Honestly, a lot of labels will just not say anything or not give you any kind of constructive criticism. So just be excited about the notes. Be grateful that they want to give you feedback so that they they are honestly interested in signing your track if you make these changes. So be really on top of it. Get the changes done as quickly as possible, but without, you know, like compromising the track and focus on having good communication and good rapport. Remember, you're building a relationship, hopefully for the future. So your attitude does matter. And hopefully it's just a few simple changes and you're on your way. The next thing that can happen is that the A&R flat out says, no, thank you. And that's it. But you have to look at the positive side, which is that they responded to you. So normally what I would do if they don't offer any constructive criticism and they flat out just pass by saying, no, thanks. I don't think it's the right fit for the label. I would just respond with, you know, a simple, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time. I would not press for a reason why they don't want to sign the song. 
I would not say something like, what changes can I make so that you'll sign this song? Like, don't do that. That's just, if they politely decline, just be polite back. Um, That doesn't mean that they're not going to listen to something in the future. So I feel like, you know, when, when you kind of like bait them for a reason, that's really being rude and it'll damage your future relationship. So I think the best thing to do is just be polite, thank them for their time and look at it as they passed this time, but the door is now open. They listen to your music and you can continue to send them songs in the future. And it's the beginning of building a nice business relationship. The next thing that can happen is the no response. You're not always going to get a response back and that's okay. What I suggest is writing one more follow-up email, just one, be polite, so I'm just going to continue to use Sebastian and Gemstones like like what I did before and say something like this. Um, hey, Sebastian, how are you? I hope this email finds you well. I'm just following up on the email I sent you last week and seeing if you've had the chance to listen to the song I've sent over. Thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to hearing from you. You have to remember that sometimes people are just super busy or they had a super busy week. So it's always best to follow up at least once just so you can stay in their periphery. Do not be butt hurt. Don't send rude follow-up emails. People actually do this do this to me, and I, I don't personally understand the mentality. I feel it's really unprofessional, and if you're going to be rude because I didn't see a message, like sometimes people just don't see it um, or just haven't had the time to listen yet. Like why would anyone want to work with someone who's being rude? So just always keep that in mind. I do suggest writing a follow-up email because it, it couldn't hurt, but always just, you know, be polite, be respectful. Another tip that I've found helpful over the years, and I'm sorry if, if anyone finds this creepy, um, but I think it's super duper helpful is to follow people from the label that you're submitting to on social media. Everyone you can find that works for the label, follow them on social media. It's it's really easy to find out like who the A&Rs are, who the label owners are, like, and, and this way, like, you know what's going on. Like, you know, sometimes like labels will, they'll all go to an event like ADE or Miami Music Week, whatever. So like if you're paying attention to where they are and what they're doing, you'll have a better idea of when a good window is to send a song. Because I can guarantee you if you send someone an email during Miami Music Week and they're there, they are not going to respond. Or if you send someone an email and they're on vacation, they're not going to respond. And it's more likely that your email will just be lost because when they come back from being away, like, you know, they're just trying to play catch up and everything else. So like, for example, Billy from NCS, I know he's a massive football fan and the World Cup is going on right now. So if I had a track I'd like to send over, I definitely would not send it during a game. However, if I do happen to see him posting on social media that he's in the studio at NCS, then I'll definitely shoot a track over. So I think that can also be really helpful just to gauge like where someone's at and be respectful of of their day and their time. Speaking of social media, I have to say a big way I personally communicate with some A&Rs and labels is through Facebook Messenger or even Twitter, Instagram, DM sometimes. Um, If you are going to go that route of messaging an A&R through social media, please ask them first if it's okay to send them songs, especially if you've never met them before or if you don't have a rapport already built up. A good way to do this would be to say, you know, just say hello, ask how they are, start a casual conversation and Kind of the same thing as before, if you would send to a label, like say that you're a fan of their label, what your vibe is as a producer and keep it super, super short. I can't tell you like, I I don't know. I don't know if I'm the only person that's guilty of this, but if somebody writes me like four paragraphs, like, oh, I'm probably not reading it. 
I'm just not. I just, I can't. I just need the facts. <laughs> so keep it super short. Ask them if it's okay to send them a song on, on Messenger or through DM, or if there is an appropriate place where you can email or submit through a submission form. And if they're cool, like, and they say, yeah, send it over. I'll have a listen right now. Awesome. But only send a streamable link. I personally prefer to send a SoundCloud link because you can see if they've played it. So again, let's say you've sent over the track and you can see they've listened, but they haven't said anything. Don't be afraid to follow up, like politely. Be like, hey, I saw you listened to the track. Would love to hear your thoughts. Or if they haven't listened yet, you can follow up and say, hey, just following up to see if you've had a chance to listen. And if they don't respond, don't go harassing them. Always be polite. Also a good tip and a reason why I like Messenger so much is you can see when people are online. It's definitely much easier to send over a song and know you'll be getting response because you can see they're online or how recently they've they've been online, which I think equals to a much higher success rate. So now let's just move on to submission forms. If you're submitting using a submission form, I feel like that's pretty like self-explanatory within the form itself. Just follow the directions. Don't write essays. <laughs> I feel like you guys are going to hate me for saying this over and over. Um, at the end of the day, if you've got a really great song and if it's unique or if it fits with the label and your production is on point, they will respond to you. And if you don't hear back, that's okay too. You can use this opportunity to hone your skill and get better for next time. And also you can always self-release. Just because a label didn't like your song, that doesn't mean it's not good. And this is why I think it's also really important to learn how to pitch to playlists or how to pitch to certain, like to other platforms like an Apple Music, or even just to learn how to pitch to like YouTube channels that are promotional. And just because somebody says no doesn't mean it's bad. So don't give up. So now let's let's get into the next topic of this of this episode. Um, we're going to talk about pitching to playlists. Um, so really the same principle applies for pitching to playlists. I know it's sort of like, I mean, everyone wants to be on a Spotify playlist. I mean, right? Like it's great exposure. You'll get paid. So, you know, I mean, it's really important to learn how to pitch properly. So the same principle really applies for pitching to playlists as shopping to labels as far as when you're submitting via a form. A great example is the form that Austin Kramer uses for all the playlists that he curates. So if you don't know who Austin Kramer is, he works over at Spotify and he curates um, New Music Friday Crate Diggers, Fresh Electronic, Mint. That's just some of the dance-oriented playlist that he does. He's really great. He really takes the time to listen to new music. Like, I mean, you should honestly really follow him and on social media because just the amount of amazing music that he's always promoting is like mind blowing to me. Like, I don't know how he does it, but I, I really enjoy following him just, just as like a fan standpoint. But anyway, um, it's a Google form that he uses and I'll link it in the comments below because he does check it. The form is really short. So it's, I think it's really important to be to the point. He probably gets hundreds of submissions every single day. So make sure that you have a good pitch. And when I say a good pitch, I mean, it's always great to have a good narrative about your song, what inspired it, who you are as an artist, but keep it short. It's a Google form, not a novel. Don't say things like the dreamy synths will take you on a Porter Robinson-esque journey into a feel of digital flowers where a soothing voice calls you home like leave that fucking shit out 
No, nobody, that's already, I'm done. I don't want to hear it. I'm done. So have a sentence about what influences your production style for the track. Include a few important accolades that you have as an artist and what you want the listener to experience from listening to this song. So just keep it short and sweet. I also recommend filling in the form anywhere from two to four weeks prior to your release date. I think that's enough time to really like pitch it and to get them to listen to it and everything else. Also, I just want to say, like, I realize not all Spotify curators have Google Forms, but seriously, like, he, like, I can't thank Austin Kramer enough for what he does for the dance community because he's really running it right, you know? Um, anyway, so I also think that even if you do have a label release lined up, it's also really important to utilize these Google Forms and to send emails to Spotify curators for playlisting because... I mean, first of all, it's just an important skill to, to have and to have those connections. Also, I know a lot of labels will say that they're going to pitch to these playlists and some of them do, but honestly, a lot of them don't. And you know what? Like it couldn't hurt, you know, just it just couldn't hurt. Now, if you've got the email addresses for Spotify curators or for Apple Music or Tidal, the same basic principles apply. Be polite, a nice introduction. Hey, blank, how are you? I hope this email finds you well. My name is blank. Then include information about yourself. So that means like any accolades as an artist, any cosigns you have or past work. Talk about your new track and what the production style is and the inspiration for it and why you think it would be a good addition to their playlist. Like, I think my new track, Carefree Summer, I, I just made that up. That's not real. Um, I think my new track, Carefree Summer, would fit perfectly in the wild and free playlist. And, you know, like just the title alone, like, okay, yeah, okay, I'll have a listen to it. And also remember when you're sending your song, remember to send them streamable links only. Um, thank them for their time. And if a week goes by, follow up. I think following up is something that so many people miss out on and it doesn't hurt to just send a follow-up email. Um, keep everything polite. Hey, just checking in to see if you've had a chance to listen to my song. Thank you so much for your time. And and that's it. Be polite. Because you know what? Like you, you honestly never know. Just because a song might not make it on their playlist this time, it doesn't mean that it might not make it on their playlist for the next time. So you don't want to like ruin or that relationship or burn a bridge. Um, also, very, very important. If you do happen to get into a playlist, make sure that you thank them on social media and you shout them out. You shout out their playlist and you drive your fans to that playlist as well and suggest that your fans follow the playlist. It's the least you can do in exchange for them including your music in their playlist and sharing it with their followers. And it's that simple. I think the greatest takeaway from this episode for you should be that music curators and labels like, yeah, they're busy. Yeah, they listen to music all day and yeah, it's their job, but also it's their passion and they love to do it. So make their life a little easier. Send as close to a finished product as possible. Don't waste anyone's time. Keep it short and sweet. Spare them the novel, send them a streamable link, and keep your pitches polite and to the point and always be respectful of their time. Be gracious, say thank you. Even if they never hit you back, always be gracious and say thank you and always send a follow-up email. You never know. They might hit back, they might not, but at least they can see that you're being consistent, you're professional, you're polite. And yeah, like that's it. So I think... That wraps up our episode for today. I hope that this has been helpful and you feel confident and a little bit less nervous about submitting your songs to labels and pitching them to playlists. And I just want to thank you guys so much for listening today. And we will see you next week for another episode of Over the Neon Rainbow. Bye, guys. Take care. Take care.